I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm the Z. And I'm Alex. I'm the A. And we saw Lightyear. Pixar's big return to the big screen. The first time a Pixar movie has been on the cinema screen since Onward. Yeah, back March in 2020. 2020. You're not putting my boy Chris Evans direct to Disney Plus. You're I'm not, sorry. You're not putting Buzz Lightyear direct to Disney Plus, I think, is, I mean, is part of it, too. Uh, although, I might argue that this is probably a Disney Plus movie in some regards, but... Okay. I guess <laughs> this will be maybe the first episode of ours where there's some spicy difference of opinion. <laughs> I mean, maybe. We'll, I'm sorry. We'll... No, like just no, flat out. No, okay. it's not. It's not a direct to Disney Plus movie. No, it. I don't. Ultimately, I don't think it is. Um, but what this movie is, uh, is the as it is so boldly stated on the title card, right from the top. Because it it sounds like they had a hard time getting people to understand what this movie was for the entirety of the lead up to it, partially fueled by a uh, misdirected Chris Evans tweet, uh, partially by the idea of, wait a second, isn't he a toy? And why isn't it Tim Allen? Uh, Just some general confusion that they, they have, in my opinion, have clarified very well. Right. The movie opens with a title card that says in 1995, Andy, a saw, boy named Andy. A boy named Andy <laughs> bought a Buzz Lightyear toy. No. And this is the movie that no, <laughs> that toy is from. It literally said, like, boy named Andy saw a movie about a space ranger named Buzz Lightyear. This is that movie. Right. Something like that. Something along those lines. He then bought a toy. I don't remember the specifics. Basically, the Buzz, the Buzz Lightyear we know <laughs> and love, the Tim Allen Buzz Lightyear, is a, a toy. He is a toy. This is the in-universe movie that spawned that toy. This is a movie. This is a movie. Uh, that was dumb. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're going to say plenty of dumb things over the course of doing this, and maybe some of those will be today. Uh, so ultimately, the, I mean, it's a story of Buzz Lightyear, a space ranger, who is going on an intergalactic mission to help the human race kind of find new planets to live on and explore. Uh, the mission goes slightly awry and they have to crash land on this planet and the human race has to kind of live on this planet while Buzz and uh, his space ranger teammate, uh, Alicia Hawthorne, try to get them off this planet, rediscover the proper fuel to, to get them back in hyperspace. In doing so, Buzz gets a little off track in terms of the timeline, as space-time kind of pulls him in one direction and everybody else in the rest, and he eventually ends up in a far future where he has to 
re rediscover how to find his mission, discover his own priorities and ultimately save the, uh, this human colony and himself. Well said. Along with a fuzzy buddy named Socks. He makes some friends along the way, including my boy Socks. I mean, straight out of the gate, I'm going to say top tier Pixar character in (laughs) Socks. I also want to say just just straight at the top. We're going to we can put an asterisk next to my comments as maybe slightly biased because. And I feel very comfortable putting this out into the podcast universe. Chris Evans is my one and only ultimate hall pass. We're putting that out there quickly. Yeah. Well, that's <clears> what <throat> I'm saying is that, you know, I, I may have some slightly tinted rose-colored glasses when it comes to the projects of Chris Evans. That said, I still enjoyed myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, but so, my comments might be biased. Yeah. But, you know, I'll defend them diligently. <laughs> I think there's also definitely some nostalgia bias if you're somebody that grew up with a Toy Absolutely. Story movie. Like, well, so to before we to get into the discussion, before we open up the the spoiler wall completely, mm-hmm. uh, we basically have two questions that at the off the off the top of this review to kind of show where we feel on this. Uh, first question: Did we like the movie? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I had you know high expectations going into it, and um, I feel like they were met, you know, it, it's a complicated thing that they, <laughs> that, that mm-hmm. Pixar is trying to accomplish in this like in-universe offshoot subplot yeah. thing. But it's not it a was, sequel. It's not a prequel. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's a spinoff sort of, but also not. It, it's, <sighs> it's interesting because it's treating itself like an original property because that's what it is in the universe of the movie of the original toy story this buzz Lightyear movie is an original property but to us it's a known quantity so it's this sort of odd it's it's an odd existence for sure i like that though i think that that helps it because it's it's a unique thing to try to do and i think pixar did it very well yeah and it it's i also think it's a different um a different style for Pixar than we're used to. We're used to more, more cartoony, more kind of rounded shapes and color, bright colors. Whereas this is definitely a more realistic tone as it would be if this was a movie in that universe where it's a little dirtier, it's a little darker. It's a little bit more realistic in terms of the technology and the, the faces are still slightly cartoony, but they're real people. It, It looks like what Andy would look like it's a talking person not a talking car or or a a talking emotion or or a talking whatever i mean there are human characters in the pixar universe but but this one i agree kind of took it to a whole other level and i always i always appreciate how animation from pixar continues to get better and better with every film and um I can also appreciate that they don't all look the same. The the style isn't the same. Mm-hmm. Each movie kind of has its own like artistic lane. You know, the the backgrounds in Luca are are picturesque and and very just, you know, just gorgeous, whereas Turning Red is a little more cartoony, a little more, has like a maybe like I don't know. I've, I'm 
correct, but like a manga type flair. Yeah, little little anime yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, anime. That's what I wanted to say. Um, but yeah, I I liked it too. I I, I ultimately I do like this movie. I don't know if it. I don't think it's top tier Pixar, and we'll get into kind of a a this or that ranking of of Pixar movies later in in the episode, but um. I, I I really did like this movie and something in a, in a way that I liked about this movie can lead into the second question, but you had something else. Uh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to know what your first memory of toy story was. Cause it were, you know, this is a ever expanding universe. It seems. Oh so. man. Uh, I mean, toy story came out in 95. I was five. I was, I don't, I don't really think of a world without it. Yeah. You know, like people are always saying like, oh, it's amazing. Toy Story was the first fully CG animated movie. And I and I think about it. I'm always like, I I guess that's right. I don't remember CG movies before it, but I also don't remember many other movies before before Toy Story. Uh, And I mean, obviously, you know, Woody and Buzz were in my life for as long as I could ask for toys for Christmas, you know, and that. You know, I had an RC car and, uh, you know, I love the RC car. And uh, I wanted a slinky dog and I had Mr. I had a a real Mr. Potato Head that I just used as the Toy Story Mr. Potato Head. Uh, So your Mr. Potato Head sounded like Don Rickles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Yeah. I I don't remember a world without Toy Story. What about you? Um, I. I my mom will need to fact check this, but I'm reasonably certain that Toy Story was the very first VHS I mm, remember mm-hmm. us purchasing. You know, we're sure. really dating ourselves here. Um, I didn't see it in theaters because I was three. I don't know if I did or not. Uh, but yeah. But I vividly remember Toy Story, and I, I think it was such an incredible concept to appeal to kids who have toys and, you know, play make believe, but Mm -hmm. like the thought of, of what happens to your toys after you are gone. I mean, and I, I feel like toy story has really impacted my mindset and that I can't get rid of like my childhood toys because I don't want to abandon them. Like, (laughs) Like what you see in Toy Story or whatever. Yeah, I can't have a Sarah McLaughlin song playing as my toys like rot under my bed. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my no. Toys I toys have feelings. I I don't think I ever thought about my toys coming to life when I left before Toy Story, but it was certainly the only thing I could think of after I left. Like I would leave them my regular toys in such a way that yeah. I, I knew that like, hey, if you're gonna interact when you get and. I almost, I almost always try to do the thing of like remembering where they were, and then coming home and being like, "Are they in the same exact spot?" Are they slightly move? askew? Yeah. So I and sometimes I, I thought they were. So I, I yeah. definitely believed my toys moved, but that was. I think my favorite you know. part of the original Toy Story was seeing the, the army men like do this entire sequence of bringing like a of like baby monitor downstairs to to watch Andy's presence being open mm-hmm. i think that was incredible yeah and uh, toys toy story is such a special thing for both of us i think just because of 
in, in almost every kid of our generation, just because of the way each of those movies hit you as you're moving along in life. Um, you know, the, the we see the first one as a kid, and we play with our toys like we just talked about. Uh, the second one is just an expansion on wow. that, and you know, fun. You're not really thinking about it. And then Toy Story three hits right about the time that you're graduating and going to college. Yeah, and it's 2010, just like I was graduating high school. Ah, it just that 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 hits in such a such a way a sobbing mess in the theater like it's it's still hard it got nominated for best picture that year that's amazing which is incredible and it and deserved and deserved in in a hundred different ways um and then of course uh you know toy story that's 4 it. toy story 4 <laughs> is fine and through all of that we have of course our title character in this film which is buzz lightyear who we meet as a toy in Toy Story 1, and he's a disillusioned toy. He thinks he's a space ranger from Star Command, and that's who we meet in this movie is a space ranger. We meet the space ranger, uh, Buzz Lightyear. And so that kind of leads into the, the second question that I had back then, uh, at the, you know, towards the beginning of our talk here, of this movie opens with a mission statement of it being the movie that Andy saw that made him love Buzz Lightyear and want to get a toy and all that stuff. Uh, you know, we, in the original toy story, we, you and I watched the commercial that they play, uh, before the movie, the Buzz Lightyear, not a flying toy, not a flying toy. Uh, and it says the world's greatest superhero is now the world's greatest toy. Now, watching this movie, I don't know if Buzz Lightyear could be considered a superhero necessarily. Well, it depends on the context, but we'll but get to that. But <laughs> ultimately, is this the movie that Andy would have seen that jump-started his love of Buzz Lightyear? Do you think it fulfilled that mission statement, that purpose? Me? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do, too. Because yeah. what I was going to say earlier was, I think if I was five... Again, if I was 10 watching this movie for the first time, I'd love the hell out of it. I think this would be like the perfect space adventure with, you know, cool characters and cool gadgets and suits and uh, adventure abound that would make me want to definitely go get a Buzz Lightyear toy and and reenact Star Command and especially where we leave him at the end of the movie. And we'll we'll get to that later. But uh, it's I think it fulfills that mission statement in spades. This is Disney's long sought after boy movie, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like they can make a princess movie for days and have the movies for girls done like Frozen, Moana, you name it. They got it. But with boys, it's always a little more tricky. And I think that's where you get like your big hero six type mm-hmm. movies. But this cars, this yes, cars far and away is is very much a boy movie. And well done, and not not. I'm not trying to say, oh, it's only for boys, but no, I it definitely has a stronger appeal. I mean, yeah, I, and I think Buzz is clearly the boy character you lean on, but I think this does mm-hmm. great with female characters too. Whether Absolutely. it's uh, Alicia or her granddaughter uh, Izzy, mm-hmm. uh, both are great uh, characters in, in their own rights with their different. Um, different facets and and we'll we'll do a character by character breakdown here in a second but uh to kind of close out the the non-spoiler part did we like it yeah yeah go see it 
Definitely. I mean, if you're a kid of the 90s like us, if you have kids now, I this is a movie for anybody that can Do you like Toy Story? Enjoy. Do you like movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really do think this is a movie that anybody can enjoy. It has, it's fun, it's, it's heartfelt, and it may not be like the typical Pixar, like, emotional drainage that some are, but it's super fun. I, I, I love this movie. Yes, great adventure. Buzz like your mission log. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Who are you talking to? Uh, no one. Let's get into the spoiler territory. Oh, yeah. Spoiler warning. If you still want to see this movie and not have anything ruined for you, stop right here. Catch us back <laughs> later. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, I don't know if it's totally like an unpredictable movie, but there definitely is some spoiler territory with, some, sure. with, with a reveal or two at some point. Um, but so spoilers, spoiler warning, socks is amazing. Yeah, let's let's lead off with socks. I let's was, not lead off with butts. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's lead off with the main character of this movie, socks, socks the, the cat. companion cat robot, <laughs> who, look, he had our hearts in the trailer already. Beep boop beep boop beep boop. But when he finally comes on screen, I couldn't. It was hard to almost watch the rest of the movie over your giggles. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah I every just, time he came on screen he's like oh there's socks i i fell in love like immediately and he's just so sweet he's not annoying he I is mean, not an annoying side character is, had every opportunity to be but he wasn't yeah i mean i remember going into frozen thinking oh that snowman is gonna piss me off he's gonna be <laughs> so irritating and he wasn't he mm. is now but at the time he wasn't but socks like no, he just he's he's just so precious and he is this excellent companion. And there was a moment where uh, I thought we were going to lose him. And I literally reached over, grabbed your arm with my left hand and covered my mouth with my right hand. Like, oh, shit, we're going to lose socks to infinite space. No, no, they're not going to throw that merchandising opportunity out in the middle of nowhere. No, I, but the, <laughs> the panic in that moment was for real, yeah. but no, like, he's super sweet. And I just, like I said, he's not annoying. He's a bit, he's very just like soft in a way. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything he like says in the delivery is just like, hi, Buzz. Yeah. I he's figured very, out the very formula, comforting. Buzz. Do, do, does exactly what he's supposed to do. And his, <laughs> that was a, utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined Yeah, him. he's introduced as kind of like a companion buddy for Buzz because, you know, as, as stated in the beginning, Buzz's uh, fuel mission goes out of hand when it comes to space time, and Buzz has ended up, every time he goes on one of these trips, he's gone for four years. And once the people back home realize that, uh, Alicia, his, his space ranger cohort, uh, gives him this companion robot because he knows he's going to go through a lot of traumatic times. He's going to need a, a little a little buddy because everybody else gets to live their life yeah. where Buzz loses four years for every four minutes he's, he's up in space. Um, so he's always going to be losing people behind and there's socks to be his friendly companion and, and throughout, the, throughout it all. The coolest thing that we never expected out of socks is that he shoots drank darts from his mouth. <laughs> that was a fun surprise. Yeah. Or he, when he would like cough up uh, confetti. That was super he cute. He coughed out the confetti uh, <laughs> that was being shot inside the 
the inside ship. Inside the ship, yeah. Uh, or he has a blowtorch in his mouth. <laughs> uh, a multi-purpose tail that he uses to charge it's and like plug a in USB places. Port. Yeah. yeah, he's <laughs> a very useful companion. And oh, when his eyes glow, and he can be like a little like flashlight. Mm-hmm. Or a laser beam that he chases around <laughs> like a cat would. He's the best. Socks is, is great. The best. Like I, every opportunity to be annoying kid, you know, kind of like just the, just the pesky shiny thing. sidekick that's yeah. like like the pick me try hard wants the spotlight. No, no, no. Yeah. This is not socks. Socks is socks is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, and not only do we get socks, we also get initially evil socks. Uh, yeah, where he's not really evil. He's just he's not because he he turns on his his companion right He's like, i like you better uh which we'll get to in a minute we will but that also gave you a moment of terror as that socks that socks is done that socks actually dies <laughs> and despite him being not the actual socks yeah. we were still affected we were still affected because he was sweet he saved the day yeah uh but He's he's the best, and at, by the end of the movie, he gets his own little cat suit. Oh my gosh! He gets when his own he little came space out suit. in his little space ranger suit. I lost it. I mean, I'm guy. not a big fan of of pets in outfits, but well, he's he's a robot pet. I mean, still, it's just it's the cutest thing. I was like, oh my god, look at his little outfit, like Buzz. <laughs> i mean if you can imagine a buzz lightyear suit on a cat that's exactly what it was and it was the most adorable thing ever just just the vest as he remarks i'm not wearing pants should i be wearing pants uh i need the disney plus you can do this direct on disney plus the like 30 episodes of like shorts of socks (laughs) if if disney plus can fart out all those forky ass a question segments they could surely give us little socks adventures something we've discussed in the early days of this podcast is that this is an audio medium and that patrons of our of our show will not get to see the massive eye rolls that i serve almost yeah. daily I but bringing fear. up forky and forky asks a question i think my my optic nerves like almost snapped. I, I always fear that your eyeball is gonna get like run <laughs> loose one day with how hard you do those. I need I need like a socks like just to even out the the forky of it all. Yeah. And he'll certainly be around. I mean, we already looked at the merch. We were looking at the merch beforehand. We looked at the merch afterwards. There is a four hundred dollar socks robot you can buy, which is excessive, but you know, maybe people are gonna buy it. Sure, we'll settle for a Funko Pop. I think that'll sure. that'll do just other characters in this movie in the socks movie. <laughs> yes, other characters in the socks movie include Buzz Lightyear himself. <laughs> oh yeah, the the space ranger that we all know and love, who um sets this whole mission off by uh his 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 whole journey is about trying to make up for mistakes he made because. Buzz is as he is when he comes out of his box in Toy Story. He is a character that is committed to his mission, to finishing his mission, to you know doing the Space Ranger directive, following the Star Command orders, narrating you know his his space log, which is more played for a joke, not something he actually has to do. And and of course that's all truly a callback to uh, Captain Kirk in Star Trek way back when. But um, he. 
so Buzz, they're on this planet. They're checking it out. They get attacked by a plant and some bugs trying to get out of there. And Buzz is trying to pull up the ship as it's being torn down by vines. And he, he's committed like, no, I'm a great pilot. I can do this. I, I got to finish the mission. I've got to get off this planet. And he crashes the ship. And so they're all stuck there. It crash is a strong term. Well, he he clips the side of a mountain, yeah. tears some bit, and they're like marooned there. Right. But this advanced race of people in their hypersleep and their whatever the heck managed to like set up an entire facility of sustained life. Yeah. Within a year. Right. Well, they had. <laughs> I assume that all that stuff was on the the giant turnip, as they called it. Because uh, I assume they were out there to colonize uh, a, a different planet, not the one they landed on. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, the but they were able to put together, they put up their base and defended themselves. And then it was all about trying to find the hyperfuel, the, the right mixture of hyperfuel to get them, to get their ship back moving. And in those attempts to test the fuel, that's where we learn of the time jumps that Buzz is now going to have to go through, where and- he experiences four minutes and everybody else experiences four years. His tests leave him gone in real time, like 60 years. Ultimately, it, it ends up being something like that. Because not only does his companion, Alicia, end up marrying, uh, having a kid. By the time that Buzz finally settles down. Well, Buzz finally, for the adventure. For Buzz finally movie. figures out the hyperfuel. Yeah. But after hundreds and hundreds well, of trips. Socks figured out. Socks figured out the right mixture <laughs> because Socks is, is the genius here. Uh, and Buzz has to steal a ship because his whole program is getting shut down because they figure Alicia died and he basically Buzz is left without any of the people that he knew. And he's like, no, I have to fix this hyperfuel so I can save the world. And he steals a ship, goes on his journey and ends up another 20 years in the future. Uh, past this this flight which oh, ultimately ends up yeah. being 60 That's, 60 yeah. or so years uh and there he meets uh alicia's granddaughter izzy who we're with for most of the movie um and they discover that the planet is now being attacked by an evil alien ship commanded by zerg uh who we'll, we will get to certainly um but buzz so then buzz is conf- then confronted with the ideas of how do I make up for this mistake? How do I finish the mission? How do I, you know, redeem all the faith that Alicia put in me? And, uh, and we go on from there. But, but um, he eventually learns that, you know, by going back to the past, he undoes this entire life that his best friend made for herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Good guy. And- I ha- I almost kind of had a problem with Buzz at some points in the movie because he's very anti-dealing with newbies. Yeah. Doesn't like working with rookies. Doesn't like dealing with the untrained. Part which, of why the original mission failed because which, he wouldn't accept the rookies' help. Yeah, I get it. You know, training is hard. But I <laughs> there were he was so adamant and like getting in his own way about it, it was kind of frustrating. And I was sitting there thinking, oh my God. Are they gonna make Buzz Lightyear a dick? Like I'm, I hope not. And they don't. Yeah, he comes around eventually. eventually yeah, um, that was kind of a, a a thought I had in regards to 
the movie as a whole is that there are some some plot aspects that feel a little rudimentary but yeah and i think especially with that part of buzz i think they do kind of they hit it one too many times yes maybe um and he's not perfect either though like there are plenty of times where they 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 show him kind of like messing up obviously he he wrecked the turnip he doesn't tell the crew about how invisible suit feature is timed and right he that and that's kind of what i was thinking too we're like he has to screw up one too many times to realize that he has to learn live with his mistakes yeah which you know i maybe you could have done that one last time um but like like we mentioned earlier buzz is not played by uh tim allen Tim Allen, mm-hmm. uh, it plays only the voice of the toy. And here we get one Captain America Human Torch Chris Evans in the driver's seat, in the, in the captain's chair, if you will. <laughs> um, as you said, big asterisk, you're a giant oh, yeah. Chris Evans stan. But what did you I think? I just of- watched his puppy interview on my lunch today. Without and- me. I mean, of course, I'm sorry. I've been waiting for BuzzFeed to drop it, like, for a week. But, um, yes, I, I love Chris Evans. Um, I thought he was very good. There are times where I was like, yeah, that's Chris Evans. That's not a character in this movie. Yeah. but it, it, His it, accent slips through one or, once or twice. It does blend in at some points when I just get invested. And, and uh, I, thought, I thought he was a great choice. And I really honestly like the move on Pixar because as we know being being fans of of Disney as a whole we know that Tom Hanks does the voice of Woody for the movies but it's actually like his brother yeah who does it for anything and everything else most of the toys video game appearances so it's you know it's kind of like weirdly meta in that way, but also like the sure. right move. Yeah, it, it it makes sense. And for everyone that's like making a big fuss about it, like I don't yeah. know. These, well, there's there's these... people that were complaining that they thought that Disney did that because oh, this is Disney and their wokeness canceling Tim Allen. It's like, do you realize that they also have Tim Allen filming the Santa Claus Disney Plus show? Yeah, like he's not. It's not because Disney didn't want Tim Allen to be Buzz Lightyear. It's no. just that this is the real person Buzz Lightyear, not the toy Buzz Lightyear. It's like, it happens all the time where these actors <laughs> don't voice their toys. It's Tom Hanks' brother is the toy version of Tom Hanks. Well, I guess, well, Woody isn't a real person even in, in that world. I mean, this, that's where it gets a little too dense and you just got to not pull on yeah. that thread. Well, I guess somebody would be the voice actor for Woody on the... Woody's Roundup show. Who's the voice actor for Tom Hanks? Oh, God, I don't... <laughs> oh, gosh, this rabbit hole is oh, dark. Oh, God, through the looking glass. Um, Let's come back. Let's come back. So, Who else is in this movie? On, on, well, on the Chris Evans point, I... I think you could have put anybody as Buzz Lightyear. I don't think Chris Evans... Buzz Lightyear being Chris Evans didn't ultimately matter. Like... Leading up to it, like, yeah, oh, I, I'm Chris Evans doing, but that's so weird. Interesting. Captain America's, but sure, I can hear it. I can see it. But then, like, when I'm watching it, in my mind, you could have gotten anybody to do it. I don't think Chris Evans did anything particularly that set him apart from generic white guy voice. All right. Well, that said, if you can recast, who are you picking instead? If it's so, 
interchangeable. And don't don't say Chris Pratt, okay? Oh no, of course not. He's been he's no, in no, enough. No, no, no. He's in that other Pixar movie. I wouldn't pick Chris Pratt. I would He's pick... also Mario and Garfield and Honestly, see, this is this is I think one of the stronger arguments in, in a long time of because people people got on Disney and Pixar years and years and years ago about celebrity casting versus mm. voice actor casting. Very much on that train. I think if you had just picked a voice actor. Yeah. I wish they would do that more. Yeah. Voice actors are incredible talents. Yeah. And some people were even saying that the the animated show that they did, the Buzz Lightyear Space Rangers, that was Patrick Warburton. Oh. Who <laughs> they've said, well, why didn't you just pick him oh. instead? Hello, I'm Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger. Nice work, pal. Nice work, pal. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know who I would pick, but I this is certainly a thing where, like, because it's an established character and because you're already doing something different, I think you just need a voice that fits the character rather than a celebrity voice, you know? Yeah, I don't like, know. It, it, uh, I'm not saying that Chris Evans did a bad job. I just don't think he did anything extraordinary to need chris evans in the role other than to put his name on the poster i think that's certainly a factor considering it almost I mean, ev- everybody else is just a voice actor except for no. the villain everybody else kiki I, palmer, oh kiki palmer i guess and yeah. uh oh taika yeah okay. taika waititi efren ramirez yeah, that's, right, that's right that's right yeah statement retracted yeah statement retracted but socks is a voice actor though isn't he i don't know i think so, I think so which is fine yeah. but anyway but i think there is the appeal of, of, of getting Chris Evans in a Pixar movie and all sure. that and the poster aspect of it. But I think also, you know, it's Buzz Lightyear. You want a strong leading man with a polished sound. Yeah. Like, like Ryan Reynolds is not that. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool through and through. Yeah. Not Buzz Lightyear. No. It, it has to be commanding and. There's, I don't disagree with you that there's probably other options, but we're putting the rose-colored glasses on. All right. Well, the, <laughs> so, of course, when you have the Buzz Lightyear movie, you also have to have the Buzz Lightyear references. Uh, and a movie like this had every opportunity to be references, just nothing yeah. but references and callbacks and... I, I was talking to somebody today about it who had, who had seen the movie, and. I came to the realization of of how this movie had to work. So you have the Buzz Lightyear toy. And the Buzz Lightyear toy has all the information that's on the box. The Buzz Lightyear toy has catchphrases. The Buzz Lightyear toy has various actions, laser beams, wings. So you don't need to just... You're not just making references to that stuff. You have to reverse engineer how these things would be portrayed in a movie that would then be taken into like more simplified versions as a toy and then kind of you have to take an established thing and work backwards to, to create it. And ultimately I thought they did an incredible job doing that. That like the references in this movie are so seamless aside from maybe one or two where you're like, yeah, okay, there it is. There's like what? Um, maybe the narration at the beginning where he's, it's like, Oh, he's doing the thing. Yeah, that's fun. But Honestly, but everything else was extremely seamless to me. I agree. I appreciated it. It wasn't heavy handed at all. Mm-hmm. It, it fit in very smoothly. It reminded me a lot of 
the Dwayne the Rock Johnson Jungle Cruise movie. Yeah. Where there's that opening mm-hmm. cruise and mm-hmm. they just hit all the jokes that you are there to uh, hear. The backside of water. And uh, then, yeah. you know, yeah. and then it gets into its own thing with other things kind of sprinkled in. But, but you know, the opening, the opening bit, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it hits all those bases. You know, he's mm-hmm. walking around saying there's no sign of intelligent totally. life anywhere. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very good and I liked it. And I, I just like how it, it continued through in its subtlety throughout the movie. Slowly built, right? Not even slowly built. It's just, it's just simple. It's not heavy handed. I mean, it's, it, you mainly see it when he gets frustrated and his, instead of reacting, like saying, oh, damn, or, oh, crap, he, he says blast, which is, which is toy. Buzz Lightyear, toy, toy accurate, you know, and yeah. I'm like, ah, that's that's what I like. Yeah. And I, I think they also did a very good job, particularly of holding off on the big stuff until the end. Like the whole time you're sitting there, like even in the in the trailer, I see him. It's like, okay, he's wearing a spacesuit. Where's where's he gonna get a laser beam? Yeah, out of his arm. We and, talked and, about and I, where we hadn't seen in any of the trailers or any of the content or anything. We hadn't seen him fly, mm-hmm. and in the suit that you see him in for most of the movie, that giant red button that everyone knows activates his wings doesn't doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm like, it's like wait a protective a safety ball. How are they getting this wrong? They can't be getting it wrong. They don't get it wrong. Yeah, but like the the laser comes kind of organically. He yeah. just finds a, a strap-on laser thing that he attaches to his arm. Great. Uh, the wings... I, I, now, I don't know. I was trying to talk to somebody <laughs> about this. I couldn't figure it out. Are the wings part of the suit or are the wings part of the ejection gear from the plane? Initially, I think they're part of the ejection gear. But then they, they in, become the, the, suit. in the yeah. full suit you see at the end, the one that Socks has, they're they're attached like it's the full correct yeah okay okay see that's Um, that's what i thought too i think it's part of the plane but you you get the wings he flies or he flies in space which no no we have a disagreement on this no 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 because he has rockets he has rockets attached to it but they literally say in the movie we're in the gravity field it's pulling us down yes no he is literally Falling with style. Eventually, yes. <laughs> Initially, they start in space, and he has the rocket. He has the jetpack that he's flying on. And I thought about it again in the original toy cartoon, or the 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 toy commercial in the original Toy Story, when the toy puts on its wings in the in the commercial. It's they only activate when he gets into space. So yes, eventually he's being dragged down to the gravity well, and he is falling. But I feel like that might have been just a moment that 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 could have been a reference, and maybe it's okay that it wasn't. Yeah. But I I fully am on the train of no, he was he was falling with style. Well, I I only and plus actual Buzz Lightyear toy believes he can fly because Buzz Lightyear yeah. flies. Yeah. So the wings are there. I mean, in that then, final suit, the wings are there. Right, and he doesn't get the the traditional purple like there's elements of the purple white green suit throughout but they don't get the full purple white green suit until the end they say that they are over establishing the universal protection unit and your first mission we're going to send you to the gamma quadrant of sector four and it's like ah they're doing the thing and then the 
you're looking at the ships and like, yeah, there's design elements that are similar to the box. And then finally the ship that they unveil at the end is box. the box. And it just, it, it all fits so well. It was, it was, it was just so good in, in terms of the references. It could have, it could have been a Jurassic world dominion situation where they literally could have just reenacted scenes and told you that like, Oh yeah, this is, this is why Andy played with them this way because this is how it was in the movie. Uh, yeah. But they didn't, they, they were very sly and subtle and organic ultimately about it. Even though it's, none of this is organic, yeah. but they made it feel organic. I'm someone who is very appreciative of references and callbacks and, and, and generally tries to, to dwell on the details so that if a reference is made, I can kind of pick up on it. And I'm just really happy that they did it. And I'm really pleased with how they did it. Yeah. I think if there was anything that I was ready to dislike this movie going into it, like I, I, I came with an open mind, wanted to like it. Of course, I love Buzz Lightyear. But if I had a fear and a reason to dislike it, I was like, if this is just references, then we're going to tank. Yeah. If this is truly a soulless cash grab experience, but I think they truly paid reverence to the character and, and what, and again, like trying to create this universe that would have made sense in that universe to make a toy. Yeah. It, it's a, it's still like seven hoops to jump through mentally, but it makes sense. Do we want to talk about other characters? Yes, we're moving. On. So we're moving on. So one of the references is ultimately the bad guy of the movie. Evil Emperor Zerg. Emperor Zerg, who has his fleet of robots, who all they say is Zerg. Zerg. Uh, and they're out there trying to get Buzz. They're and they're specifically focused on Buzz, and you kind of wonder why. Why aren't they just attacking all the humans? They're trying to get Buzz Lightyear specifically. And we ultimately learn when Buzz gets taken up to the ship and he has a battle, the suit opens up, and Buzz says, Father, as a reference to Toy Story 2. Mm-hmm. And but it's not Buzz's dad, it's an old Buzz Lightyear, played by James Brolin. Now this Buzz Lightyear kept going too far into time with his uh space ranger uh uh program trying to get the hyperfuel and there the new commander you know uh once once buzz got the hyperfuel the commander was going to shut down the program and and shutter him so he went off into space into into the way future and found this society with all this tech and the alien suits and whatever and so he needed to recreate the, the the crystal, so he came back here to find this buzz, to ultimately go all the way back in time and fix all the mistakes, which initially sounds appealing to our buzz that we've been through. Yeah, fix all, fix my mistake, finish the mission, do the directive. But our buzz comes to his realization of, but all these people that I've now worked with and learned about and my friends who had families and live here and created a life. Right. He doesn't want to destroy that. So then that's where the conflict between the two buzzes comes. And, uh, and then there's a big space fight with, uh, with old buzz and, and old Zerg and, and buzz. And we learned that Zerg is just, I, this is the one thing yeah. I didn't, one thing I really didn't like was the, the robots. robots. Go ahead. The robots can't say buzz. So they just say Zerg. The more I heard it, it, they don't even just say Zerg. They say, like, Berserg. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's like, oh. 
whatever. That's kind of weak sauce. But yeah. I mean, if that's the one thing, then fine. Yeah. Now, this is one part where you and I disagree because mm-hmm. I ultimately, I don't know if I love, like, the, as, as I thought about it today, it makes sense why it's old buzz. Yeah. Because you need our buzz to realize that he needs to just live with his mistakes mm-hmm. rather than trying to constantly correct them and overcorrect. But I think in terms of like the movie itself, when, when that part's the only part where it lulls for me. And I think I would have preferred if it, if Emperor Zerg was just an evil robot. Yeah, no, I, I actually liked that. It was old buzz. I kind of saw it coming to be honest. Cause I remember the plot point of Toy Story 2 with it being his father, which is never fully addressed, you know, which is fine. I don't need to. It was mostly just like a joke. I mean, that's a lot of what Toy Story 2 is, was fitting in all of the jokes that they couldn't put into the first Toy Story. Yeah, I just thought it was an Empire Strikes Back joke. A lot of it is references. I mean, in Toy Story 2, there's reference, as we've learned, to Empire Strikes Back. There's a reference to... Uh, Jurassic Park comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but see, that's why, like, I think that's why I don't like it because in my head, it's just, oh, that was just a joke. That was just a reference joke. But as as you and I have discussed, I didn't think it was. Canon. That's what is canon. And yeah. if they were to not do that, if they were to not have him be him or be Buzz or be some sort of like connection to Buzz, it the internet would have been so pissed. Yeah, and like I said, the more I thought about it, like, yeah, if it was just an evil robot, there wouldn't be any lesson to learn. Like, yeah. you'd have to come about that a different way. And so I, I get why it's what there. What if it was Woody? <laughs> I don't. It's un- unmask him and it's actually like ham. Yeah, right? It's the evil Dr. Porkchop. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I, I just, liked I it. Know. I yeah. I thought it was well done because they're they're kind of backed into a corner on that one, you know. So it's just they made it work. They they let the character learn the lesson and uh, all that. And I mean, in through as you mentioned, he, Buzz is realizing that he has all of these people in his life and he can't take that life away from them. Some of the other people including the three on his team are Alicia Hawthorne's granddaughter, Izzy, mm-hmm. um, Taika Waititi's character, who I didn't actually learn the name of, and then another character who I also didn't learn the name I of. I only remembered her name because I remember seeing it on the suit. Her name is Steel. I think Taika Waititi's <laughs> character is named Mo. Can you look it up? Uh, I think you're <laughs> right. But this is something we talked about. We're like... Izzy is a great character and we can talk about her a little bit more. I can totally acknowledge she is like the supporting character in this in this movie and she's great. She Mo Mo Morrison. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's basically just Taika Waititi in space. Darby Steele. Okay. Great. So (laughs) back to Izzy. Yeah. I think She's a great supporting character in that, you know, she does have this legacy that comes with her and her grandmother and her connection to Buzz. And her grandmother was this great person within Star Command. And we find out very early on that she's not necessarily at that level that her grandmother was. She's, they're all 
in training of some sort. I think one of them's like on probation. Um, yeah, that's and uh, Darby Steele. They're they're the exact you know antithesis of what Buzz works with because he doesn't like the they're newbies. He doesn't like the rookies. The junior squad. And now he has to like deal with their shit like all the time <laughs> and it's refreshing and it's a nice sort of message of of dealing with you know the expectations that come with you know your name so to speak sure. i mean it's crazy she wants to be a space ranger but she's terrified of space terrified of space. which she gets over with you know that was the moment with socks where yeah. we were all like, "Oh shit!" There's a there's a moment where her, her big thing is that she's afraid of space, and so that Buzz is like, "How can you be a space ranger if you're afraid of space?" Uh, so just getting increasingly frustrated with girl her. in the chair. But she eventually get, finds her own self confidence and her ingenuity by you know getting them back up on because eventually Buzz gets captured, goes up to the alien ship. This is after a crash landing and a big fight, and she feels like worthless. Like, wow, she let Buzz get away. She's not living up to her family name. What can she do? And then she cooks up a plan to get them onto the ship. And then she has to go find Buzz. Yeah. And by following, using Sock's tracking device, following the, the dog tags of Buzz. Yeah. And there's two dog tags. Right. Because we're dealing with, with future Buzz at that point. Right. And they don't, they don't know Unbeknownst that. to them. Yeah. <laughs> so she has to basically do a spacewalk to get there as fast as possible. Yeah. Just go in a straight line and don't miss. And uh, and as she's doing that, that somebody hits she the control, <laughs> and the ship starts to move, and she has the ultimate fear of, oh god, I'm about to drift out to the infinite nothingness, and she yeah. finally finds her way. But then, oh no, socks might drift out in the infinite, infinite yeah, nothingness. Yeah, she like tries to grab onto some like I don't know, like light sticks that stick out of the bottom of the ship. Very again, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Luke at the bottom of Cloud City, and she she does grab on, and then. Socks gets away and floats, and I'm like, oh my god. Well, we we, we uh, save Socks. Izzy, can you get Socks? And then she she does, and everything's actually totally fine. <laughs> yeah. I think she's 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 great. And honestly, probably the the most um the best use of Kiki Palmer I've ever <laughs> encountered. Not that yes. I've encountered a whole lot. Correct. I don't uh, think you're a big true Jackson VP fan. No. Do you even know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um but she's she's an excellent secondary character with her own arc and her own story and Mm -hmm. and she does and really all the secondary characters get their their little small arcs the other two i'm just i the other two are mostly comic relief but comic relief for sure but they are just such an afterthought i'm just i don't although i do think taika's great taika's always great but taika is it's just Taika. Yeah. You know, you're, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say it's just Taika when he was playing Hitler and Jojo Rabbit, which was uh, incredible. <laughs> but I mean, uh. the personality that <laughs> yeah. is Taika Waititi, the personality that is this Mo person and the personality that is Korg. They, Hello, they I all, am Korg. Hello, I am Mo. They all blend. They all blend. They all blend. I got you. Um, and then, oh, so... Taika Waititi's thing is that oh no Mo's thing is that he's he thought he was on a retreat and now he's actually signed up with Star Command. Well, no, he want he like joined he wanted to join this volunteer thing and then was literally walking to the base to quit, and that's when the aliens invaded and so oh, he wow, got yeah, stuck out of this right. outpost See, with I, Kiki Palmer. This is how how yeah. just like unaffected i was by them and just indifferent his his two great uh, things to the movie he has two two things he has 
the pen because he has to wear the rookie suit and the rookie suit has a pen, which ultimately gets incorporated into the, into the space ranger suit. Uh, and then he introduces the world to the no reverse no. sandwich. He does have this thing where he, he remembers how things are like are connected and how they're all wired and everything. And he knows that like he need they needed this special coil or something. Right. They, Cause they were building radios. The week so before. he kind of has like that technical aspect. He, to it. he, he falls backwards into solutions. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. And then, um, we'll get to the sandwich in a second, but, um, <laughs> you, you never, hate you um, hated the sandwich. that's probably the least favorite thing I have. You know, well, no, we're going to the sandwich right now. So, because to show that the passage of time is so crazy in the future, they have sandwiches still. But instead of it being bread, meat, bread, it's now meat, bread, meat. Basically some sort of and, KFC double down in the future. <laughs> yikes. If, and if you don't remember are, the KFC double down, folks, go look one up. Um, I. It buzzes confused. Yeah. But in that moment, you know, Buzz is the stupid one, which is like, it just. It was, that's what it was. What about your fingers? Oh, the juicy fingers. That's the best part. Like what? Honestly, I thought that was something that was going to come back because like he had the juicy fingers and then he grabbed this electrical component. So I thought, oh no, are they ruining the electrical component with their juicy ham fingers? And oh no. No, it was, it was so stupid. I didn't like it. And just. I. I feel like if they wanted to do that, they could have done, they could have done something else, and that might have just been like a card pinned to the board, and they just didn't get around to changing it. Um, before we move on to kind of rounding our way out of this, huh? The last character. Oh well. She's she's on this volunteer team to like shave time off of her sentence. She's doing probation for stealing a ship. And she can put any three things together and they explode. Didn't actually see that. She didn't know she did it at the end. Remember he, she had the paper clip or the, uh, she handed Tyke the gum. Yeah, no, the gum. I remember she built the thing, but like, I didn't see that bit actually explode. Yeah, because, they, they blew it up. But the ship was already like in self-destruct mode. So like, did it even get yeah. blown? I mean, yes, it did. but like, well, not not because of that, but it did it did blow up. Remember, just, they had to, they just, hit on top of the thing, and yes, the robot no, didn't I step remember. on it. it just yeah, no, they, it was also happening while the ship was self destructing. Yeah, so ultimately, kind of like pointless. Yes, but it happened. Like the character, just honestly, kind yeah, of not my favorite. Yeah, not um, not the most useless of the useful of the side characters. Mostly got people into trouble, and then was mostly helpful when she learned how to shoot the bazooka. Um, you know, stick to your string. Yeah. Uh, before we go around, uh, discovered some information about the voice actor for Socks. Oh, yeah. His name is Peter Son. Right. Who is most known. Uh, he's just a Pixar guy. Oh. He, he's the director of The Good Dinosaur. I'm sorry. And the upcoming film Elemental. I haven't seen that. I, it's like The Good Dinosaur is the one Pixar movie I've never, ever seen. He is also. The voice of Emil in Ratatouille, ah. Squishy in Monsters University, and then Socks in Lightyear. Well, thank God he finally got something. Yes, yeah. I mean so Emil's fine, but like <clears throat> Socks, I love it. I'm good. Good for him. Good he's, for him. Yeah, he's just one of those 
Alan Pixar guys. Yuck. And as I as I scroll down a little bit, I you want to know how he's one of those Pixar guys? He w- got a summer job working for Brad Bird on the Iron Giant. Wow. That's how he got his 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 That's hooks. Very much who you know. And we then, love Brad Bird. The Incredibles is yeah incredible. And the Iron Giant is not Disney, but a Stone Cold classic. So good, good for everybody involved. Um, I think we co- have we covered anything from the the pre credits portion of the movie that you can't think that we haven't said yet. Um, I just want to take this time to reiterate. Um, socks is amazing. Yeah, socks is great. Please buy socks merch. <laughs> no, please don't buy it well, until after I do. We'll buy the socks merch as soon as we're done, and then. <laughs> Other people can get it so that we can support socks I, in the future. I just loved, loved my time in this yeah. universe. And yeah, I, everything about it, I just really appreciated. For someone who's not like a huge like Buzz Lightyear fan, not, again, not that I dislike him. I just, I was always a fan of, of Woody more. But it truly gave me an appreciation. And it feels weird to say now, like, you know, what? Who's your favorite Toy Story character, Buzz Lightyear? Oh, Toy Story Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> Toy Buzz Lightyear, or Human Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. But I, yeah, I do have an affinity for Human Buzz Lightyear, and um, well, Chris Evans might have something to do with it. I, I think you. We should, we need all before we <laughs> before we move on. This is an, a complete aside. I think we need to uh, workshop the term Human Buzz Lightyear. Because they sure. introduced a human Buzz Lightyear into Disneyland, who's they now walking did. around Tomorrowland today. Mixed and, um, feelings for sure. It it's bad. I just I don't like the only reason you know he's supposed to be Buzz Lightyear is because it says Lightyear on the front of his suit. Yeah, he's not wearing the like legit right. known Buzz Lightyear. It just looks suit like an astronaut that they suit. Sell to everybody. It's just just yeah. yeah. And I he's mean, got weird hair. Like the hair isn't the hair of Buzz Lightyear. His face doesn't look like Buzz. His his neck is too skinny to be. It's it just I nothing just, about it seems like it's Buzz. Besides the name on the front of the suit. I want to give credit to the the cast member who has been assigned that role. You know, I'm sure he's trying. <laughs> sure. Cast members do a lot of hard work, and we want to always give props to them. Mm-hmm. This is just one of those ones that's like a little tricky. I mean, we we've seen this a lot, specifically in the context of Marvel stuff. With Avengers Campus, a new show drops, and the next damn day, yeah. there's a new. I mean, there was a new variation of Loki every friggin' week. That was, and <laughs> you know, I it it just felt like that's what they were doing with this. I don't know if it was necessary. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen the new. They did do a new Buzz Lightyear. He has a new face, thank God, because the old one was just <laughs> terrifying. You're talking about the cartoon one that they yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. So I would have liked to have seen him yeah. in like a, in a new suit with like, you know, socks. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just weird because now you have the cartoon Buzz Lightyear face character that walks around or costumed character, but then the other Pixar like. Okay, we can split that difference because uh, the other Buzz is a, is a toy, and that's the okay. But when it comes to like other Pixar characters who are just human beings, the Incredibles don't have real people faces; they have yeah foam faces. So it's just it's a weird choice, and I don't like it. It's a weird choice, and yeah, I don't like it. And 
I mean, I, I mean, they do it with like princesses. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, this is their attempt at like a true boy movie, and yeah. now they're trying to get like a Disney prince, if you will, version of the sure. character in the park. Sure. I, I don't know. know. This it's... is a very specific complaint that yes. I know not everyone cares about, but <laughs> it came across our radar today and I just go go try to find it's on Instagram on the Disney Parks one, I think. Uh of human Buzz Lightyear and it's just it it's not Buzz Lightyear. No, they can they can say whatever they want. So this movie also had an incredible three post-credit stingers. Three. To I, I only assume that. to make up for the lack of a pre-movie short. Which is so no upsetting because Pixar makes the best shorts. Was there a short before Onward? Do you remember? Uh, that's the before time, Zachary. I don't yeah. remember anything. Well, obviously there wasn't any uh, on the Disney Plus No, but shows. Pixar, I mean, Pixar is known for their incredible shorts. And I mean, I have several them. favorites and... It just, you just almost feel a little bit robbed that you don't get. I mean, that's how everybody felt ahead of Coco when they decided to put that demented frozen thing up front. But, and then they stopped because people in Mexico literally complained, which like (laughs) good on them. They should have and and succeeded. But Pixar, Pixar shorts are are truly something special. Maybe like a, a type of magic all on their own. I mean, Bao is so fun and very polarizing. But, um, you know, I have my favorite is an old one called uh, Night and Day, I think it's called. And uh, um, it's a great source for up and coming animators and directors, producers, whatever, to kind of get their feet wet in animation and get get the wheels turning, so to speak, in the Pixar machine. And they always come out incredible and like heartwarming and 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 I'm just disappointed I didn't get to see it. So there was not a short. No, we were there. Uh, oh, for no, onward. For, for onward. Yeah. <laughs> Again, um, opportunity missed. I probably complained about it then too. So we had Bow before Incredibles two. Uh, so good. There was we loved Omishi. Burrow. Which they put oh, before yeah. Soul. Well, I mean, sort of. Put before, put on Disney Plus. That one was okay. Yeah, in th- theatrically, it was put before Soul in the small places where Soul was put theatrically. Um, but Onward didn't have one. Soul, technically, none of, none of the Disney Plus technically had one. Luca did not. Yeah, Turning Red did not. Luca, Luca, and Soul also had spinoffs that didn't get put before movies. But um, um so it looks like. Truly, the last one that had one theatrically was Incredibles 2. Wow. Well, to be fair, Disney Plus did... There's a whole section of, like, I think they're mm-hmm. called, like, Spark Shorts. Spark Shorts. And those, those started in 2019. Yeah. So, so that... Because that co- Incredibles 2 was 2018. So that kind of coincides with... Yeah, they don't need the to put them in... Like, those would probably be what they would have put in front of all these movies had there not been this, you know, yeah. massive pandemic. But, but unfortunately, it looks like they might be gone. That's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. Yeah. No, I, I agree. We love Pixar shorts. What's uh, one of your favorite ones? My favorite Pixar short. Uh, well, I have the list right here. I yeah, let's them. go through them. 
<laughs> we're not gonna go through all of them. I think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for all of the different ones that they've had over the years, my favorite is probably still the old man playing chess against himself. Oh, that's such a classic. It's a classic, and it it's great. Yeah. Like, uh, which one is that's? Um, and I love that that guy shows up in Toy Jerry's Story. Game. Yeah, yeah, that guy shows up in Toy Story too. He's the one that yeah. cleans Woody in one of the most amazing Pixar scenes ever. Yeah. Um, and then like, what was the one with the the uh, paper airplane? Paper man. I don't yeah. know if that was a Pixar one though. It's that not, might have no, just been No, as I look, it's not. So for paper man is so cute. I mean, La- lava is a is a classic one too. That freaked me out. I didn't like when the mom ate the child. That just weird. Lava was fine, but I got sick of it because I saw Inside Out like four times in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Stingers. Um, three post-credit three scenes. Po- three Who post-credit do you think you scenes. are? Marvel? Absolutely not. So the first one, two of them are jokes. Uh, the, and really the, the, the first two, the, they had a third one all the way after the final Walt Disney Castle logo. Which is like no 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 the movie has ended yeah that is like literally after the end of the movie they put another one in. first one's just a joke about the laser shield which we didn't talk about the commander really no there's like the the guy who comes after Alicia after she's gone he kind of takes yeah. over and his big initiative is to put a giant laser shield over this development that they've created yeah. to keep out all of the monsters and crap on this planet Giant that bugs. they live in yeah. and the plant thing yeah right yeah so it, it, he's just kicked kicked up feet on his desk a bug hits the laser shield and just goes ha laser shield it's like all right yeah, cheap, cheap joke sh- then our post-credit scene is th- very predictable in my opinion yeah when buzz initially meets the junior crew at the uh at the base there there's another member of the crew who's he's a robot. His all these robots were named Eric and his name is Derek. They added a D. They just wrote a D Derek. on the front of it. And he's at one point he turns around to point to a map and like try to give them very bad directions. And he just keeps talking the directions while they leave. And so like, of course, this robot has been standing there the entire time giving yeah. out directions to nobody. And he turns around and oh no, they left. The second that we left him, I said Post-credit that will scene. be the post credit yeah. scene. Yeah. And then, and real, then it was, and I wasn't. Like, yeah, like, yeah, kind of, kind of lame joke. And then again, I would consider this after the movie has ended. We are done. Like literally, the ladies next to us who sat through everything, she put her seat down and said, "Oh, that was cute," and stood up. And then <laughs> the final post-credit scene starts. She's like, "Oh," and then she sat, sat back, back down. down. Um, this is the reveal that Zerg is not dead. Yeah, Zerg gets defeated, obviously. Out in space, big explosion. And gets, you know, sent. We mentioned the self destruct moment. Yeah. The ship explodes, everybody's fine. And Zerg just sails out into oblivion, unconscious, but then all of a sudden he lights up. Yeah, his, his suit lights up and, you know, big swell of music and, oh, set up for the sequels, uh, assuming that we continue on in this universe. Um, do you want to see a sequel? Or do you want to just leave this as is? Honestly, I would be okay with it just as is. But I'm also not one to say no to more Chris Evans content. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you could clearly do more, and I, I almost don't doubt that they will. It's just, 
I mean, that was their formula for a while. Like if you look on Pixar's Wikipedia, it says that their strategy for a period of time was they were going to release like a movie a year and it was going to be original concept, sequel, original concept, sequel to a franchise, which is disappointing. Um, I don't I don't love the sequels. I don't think they're. Their sequels. I mean, it took me years to come around on uh, Toy Story two. Only one franchise has good sequels. It's Toy Story. Yeah, but I'm. I just said yeah. Toy Story two. I was like very not into for a long time, and I've actually come to really love it. But Pixar is not known for making good sequels. I was super disappointed by Incredibles two. Cars two is an absolute joke. Yeah, the less said about Cars 2, the better. Cars 3 is better than Cars 2, but it's still worse than the first Cars. And Finding Dory is unnecessary. It's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Um, Monsters University. Not good and like kind of like wrong, I think. There's some discussion about there's there's some things that are incorrect. Yeah. So it, it clearly there's a path forward here, especially now that Buzz Lightyear has the Space Rangers and. Would you? Well, here's a, here's a different question. Now that we have this avenue, see, theatrical sequel or Disney Plus show? Hmm. Buzz Lightyear Space Rangers. Yeah. Or Buzz Lightyear Two. I say Buzz Lightyear Two because I think that's the only way you're going to get Chris Evans to do it. Right. They would if they did a, <laughs> if they did a series, it would probably be Patrick Warburton. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> um, no, he's not. I mean. I I say that, but I never thought Tom Hiddleston would quote unquote do TV. Yeah, like he did Loki. Mar- Marvel's done a whole bunch of that. But I don't days. think I don't think you're gonna see Chris Evans do quote unquote television. No, the more the more I think about it, either make it a series or don't. Because I think yeah, I think I think this movie is good. It's fine. We enjoyed it. I think if you do another one, you're stretching the concept too thin. Yeah. Because, like, then we're getting into the really weird territory of, well, did Andy go see the sequel? Why doesn't he have sequel toys? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, okay. I, I agree with that. Fully. Like, it, that, that's really stretching the concept. But, um, but yeah, that's... You know uh, what we didn't talk about? The one reference? Hmm. Oh, to Infinity Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about that iteration? It's kind of weird. I thought about this today while I was at work that like we never actually hear Buzz Lightyear say the entire line. No, it's always part yeah. of, of something else. And yeah, now that makes you think like where was the companion to explain Hawthorne toy? He says, you know, to infinity, sticks his finger out, and whoever he says it back sticks their yeah. finger out, touches the finger and says, and beyond. And the full circle moment of that is at the end when Alicia or Izzy puts out her finger first to say into infinity and he says, and beyond. Yeah. So technically, if you want to combine the two phrases, he said it in whole in two parts. No, but he never said to infinity and beyond. Yeah. He never does. That it, almost disappoints me a little bit. It, it Like, cause when he says it as the toy, you think that's, Oh, that's his battle charge. That, like, that's his catchphrase. Yeah. No. But he doesn't, really say it you're right i hadn't thought about that i don't that is okay mark off on the movie then (laughs) it sucks now can't believe they (laughs) did take one demerit five (laughs) points from gryffindor on this one um would buzz lightyear be a gryffindor oh a hundred percent yeah yeah (laughs) 
But he also <laughs> he'd be the to- he- like a toxic Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just I need to do this. Like all right, man. Jeez. Um. But then he like also has that stretch of like cunning to him though, as we learn through Zerg. Old Buzz is a Slytherin for sure. Young Buzz is is is. Like I, said, like I said, like I like I said, young Buzz. He's right. He's a Harry Potter in that way, where he's <laughs> yeah. he's he's a toxic Gryffindor. Where if you push him a little too far, he's a Slytherin. So that's the movie. Um, again, we liked it. Uh, enjoyed it a whole lot. But I, all you know, yeah. Ultimately, solid thumbs up. Yeah, like I said, my 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 ringing endorsement of the movie is if I was that six to ten year old kid, and I saw this for the first time right now in 2022 i would want all the buzz lightyear stuff yeah and i think that means it's it's successful yeah. its mission statement is achieved yeah i i'm i'm curious how it performs only because i'm curious to see if the rest of the world understood what it was supposed to be doing yeah i feel like it marketed it well but i'm also highly entrenched in this stuff sure. so it might just make sense to me better I'm happy to explain it to anybody that needs it. Yeah. So the the one the other mark that I've heard from some critics against Lightyear as a concept uh, is comparing it to other Pixar films, mm-hmm. and not not necessarily in terms of quality, because uh, mm-hmm. I I think there's no doubt that it's extremely well made. I think you can tell that right away. But in terms of what it's doing, so the way that I would describe it is like there's certain Pixar movies that are engineered to break your soul in seven different directions. What if emotions had emotions? And what if that emotion saw your imaginary friend die in front of you? (laughs) (laughs) Just like, what? What if, what is existence? And you're like, what, what is it? Oh my God, Pixar, stop. What if you could help your family live on through their, your memories? Like, ah, uh, like it some really heavy emotional stuff like pixar it, it just knows what it's doing in terms of making you feel things now this movie has a life lesson to be learned like all of them do but i do think that in this one it is secondary to the plot like i think because it is trying to do the thing of being the movie that andy saw that made him want to buy the toy it's trying to be that space adventure movie and so it focuses heavily on it's plot and what it's doing and trying to get from A to B and, and win the day. Um, versus something like, like you said with inside out where it's like you're conquering your emotions. How do you feel about, you know, kind of balancing those two things of the traditional Pixar uh, emotion tear down versus something that's a little bit more, you know, beat the bad guy, win the day, save the world. I thought it was refreshing. I liked it because, you know, sometimes those those emotion-based films, I'm thinking particularly of Brave, they don't always hit. And and it was nice to just sort of like sit in this in this story and kind of know what the stakes are a little bit and let like you know, we're, we know Buzz Lightyear isn't going to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, it still is a very good story. I will say that I, I think 
maybe they relied on on the character recognition of it all a little too much and they yes. they leaned into the plot of it all which is fine i love i love you know a well-developed plot but yeah. i also like to know who i'm dealing with and as we mentioned some of these characters i'm just like who are you what's your name yeah and i versus I, like the rest of the toy story roster we're like the fact that the slinky dog and the t-rex have yes. emotional arcs is, yes. is incredible yeah i i liked it just as a, as a story but i yeah I think that it, it 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 needed to be a little more balanced between plot driven and character driven. I I think definitely that this is the first Pixar that I can think of maybe where that is the case where the plot where the the emotional journey is secondary to the plot. Like there is the emotional journey as we've mentioned plenty of times Buzz is so focused on correcting his mistakes and being a perfect person that he has to eventually come to accept his mistakes and the lives that still all the good things that do come out of, you know, the, the bad situations rather than always trying to fix it. And that, so that's there, but it's definitely not there in the same way as it is in Coco or it is in, yeah. Any of those ones that are going to, you know, punch you in the chest. I think this film also does a, a good job of remembering who it's for. Yeah. I think I touched on it earlier where I said there are some beats in this movie where I'm like, oh, we're doing this kind of really heavy handed like lesson type thing of, you know, Buzz makes a mistake or Buzz didn't do this or the the there's something that goes wrong again. And I have to remember that this movie is for, you know, a young kid. And those plot points might be a little more rudimentary and they kind of can get away with it because it's for a kid. So they can be heavy handed with that bit. Um, I didn't like it so much, but I also didn't mind. Meow, 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 meow. So in terms of comparing this movie... Uh, two other films in the Pixar canon. Uh, we're not going to sit here and try to do a full 26 film ranking. That would be uh, quite the journey. Uh, other podcasts did that for the 25th movie, Turning Red. Uh, and you can certainly find those all over the internet. And maybe maybe we'll put pen to paper and or voice the podcast track <laughs> and uh, and put that down someday. But for now, we're, we're just going to kind of sort of try to place least. it in general terms. So I, I want to go back through the last couple ones that we've seen on Disney Plus and then some other ones. So to go with this companion from this year, do you think Lightyear is better than Turning Red? Oof. Um, my gut says yes, but Interesting. I love Turning Red because that just checked so many boxes for me as someone who grew up in the early 2000s listening to boy bands and you know, having that experience of growing up and dealing with everything. But I just really loved the adventure that came with with Lightyear instead of, mm-hmm. of Turning Red. I think it's slightly, I think it's slightly better than Turning Red. I almost think that these are companions, not in any like meaningful way, but in that Turning Red is a, 
a movie about girl problems <laughs> and this is the boy movie as we said yeah like if you put them in mcdonald's you'd have the boy toys and the girl toys mm-hmm. and this would be your choice do you want to be the girl back panda? when you could do that shit not right, get yelled yeah, at. right i guess they don't do that anymore um so i you know i mean hell we could probably just stop right there and say yeah it's probably as good as better slightly better than turning red um luca better yeah, or worse it's better than luca i love luca too i don't I think we're kind of going in descending order here for me personally. Like yeah. I love Lightyear. Lightyear's probably far and away my my favorite. Turning Red would be next. Luca would be next. Luca was fun and cute, and mm-hmm. I would love to put on as like a summer movie you watch on the grass mm-hmm. with your pasta. <laughs> but uh, Luca, I love the food in Luca is delicious. It, it just looks, looks so great. good, and I I loved how colorful that movie was gorgeous like it's it's kind of different than lightyear where lightyear is a little bit more gritty and gritty. And, and shadowy where this was bright bold colors bright outlines which and, you want from a movie set in italy yeah i, I liked i liked luca a lot i but i would i would still say lightyear is better than luca okay. but but i like luca yeah uh soul yeah yeah i think so too i like animation soul. styles are, act, are strangely similar. For the for yes. the Earth world, yeah, not the not the the after after. Where's our face character for Joe? You <laughs> just have some some black guy in <laughs> the piano, and just let him go. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Put him in New Orleans Square, I guess. Oh um, man, no, I I mean I liked Soul. I was I was a little let down by Soul. Yeah, it was a little too like. It had a lot of promise. It it to did. be another real like. Pixar the next like inside punch. out and I think yeah. it was just a little too like Pete Doctor at the helm I know I love Pete Doctor I loved inside out so I was very excited but it was just a little too much and I mean like we 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 touched we joked about you know what if emotions have emotions and like the Pixar theme of like what if toys have emotions what if cars have emotions what if existence has emotions is a lot do toys have souls it's a lot. It's just too much. If Woody or Buzz die, do they go? I don't know. I don't know. Does <laughs> Tina Fey start talking to them in the afterlife or yeah. whatever? Oh, God. Uh, is Lightyear better than Onward? I'd yes. say yes. yes. I, I liked Onward, but... Onward was fun, but it was simple. Yeah, very, very kind of... Like, yes, I think that one also had, um, like, the emotional journey of finding the dad and all that. Sure. But I think it's probably... When I was trying to think of like the plot focused movies, that's probably up there in terms of like the yeah. plot. Like it's more about like trying to find this thing and going on this journey. I need to rewatch. There's that part one, of it where it's like you know finding the brotherly relationship. Yeah, but it's also more about finding uh, this stone to revive their dad. I just love that the dad was just a pair of pants the whole <laughs> so, time. So that's like that's the best gag of that movie is the, is the dad pants. I would say. If- Overall, not to just do the whole like ranking thing. I think Lightyear is 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 mid level. Yeah. Like probably like what do they call it in Formula One? The mid the 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 mid table. Mid table. The mid pack. Midfield. Yeah. It, yeah. Midfield. There you go. Got it. It's it's there. It's in the it's in the middle of the middle. Yeah. Well, here I I don't I don't want to I'm not gonna go against all of them, but. Uh... Similar sequels. Is it better than Toy Story 4? 
Yes. Toy Story 4, I have such strong feelings about. Mostly negative. It's better than Incredibles 2. Yes. Because mostly I've forgotten about Incredibles 2. <laughs> better than Cars 3. Better than Finding Dory. Better than Monsters University. Better than Cars 2. <laughs> Not better than Toy Story 3. No. Toy Story 3 is the best sequel, period. Yeah. Um, better than Toy Story 2. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. As much as I've warmed up to Toy Story 2, I, I'm still, I mean. So are we going to say that it's the second best spinoff or sequel? Yeah. I think it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say then based on timeline, it's the best, best Pixar movie since Coco. Yeah. Because after that, it's Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Onward, Soul, Luca, Turing. Yeah. I think it's, it's very good. I think, un- unfortunately, based on that run, Pixar needs a, Pixar needs a big win somewhere. Yeah. And part of that's, do, do Soul, Luca, Turning Red, are they better if they're in theaters? Do they get remembered better if they're in theaters? I Maybe. would like to think so. I wish they were given the opportunity because there was no need to put Raya in theaters. There was no need to put... Yeah whatever else in theaters it was very much a weird thing of like why is disney only putting their films in theaters and not pixar's films in theaters because believe it or not the people who work at pixar are artists too and artists deserve to have their their work displayed in the intended medium it was for which is a massive movie theater screen so this uh (laughs) this is the last pixar movie of the year oh no no pixar movies The, the next pixar film is slated to come out a year from this week, June 16th, 2023. It will be directed by Sox. Is that Elemental? That's Elemental. Yeah. That one's basically just going to be like, what if? It's like Inside Out, but with. Avatar. But with, yeah, water, fire, wind. What if the elements had emotions? Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry, I'm done with that. Yeah, it's well, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But directed by Socks, I, I mean, it's promising. I always love the, the concepts, the original concepts that Pixar comes up with are always fascinating. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be in the theater. I'll go see it, and then we'll talk about it. Probably, hopefully. <laughs> So those are our thoughts on Lightyear. Uh, ultimately, I think a, a very good return to the big screen for, for Pixar and happy that Pixar films are back where they belong on the biggest screen possible. Didn't see it in IMAX, although it, it was an IMAX movie, wasn't it? I don't know. I, 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 I honestly prioritized recliner seats over IMAX. So Yeah, I mean, IMAX for certain boom, but I don't think you need to see it in IMAX. But I don't care what the movie is. I'll see Top Gun in VIP before I see it in IMAX. Oh, I just offended you. <laughs> we saw Top Gun in IMAX, and it was amazing. You know what it needed, though? My feet up. So, ultimately, we like Lightyear. Yeah. We recommend you see Lightyear. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll see... I, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably have seen the Instagram, but you'll see our official title card uh, uh, review on our Instagram at a dot Z underscore movie review uh, where this whole project started. And um, 
you know, this is this is our first live, uh, well, not as live as we want it to be, but live enough reaction yeah, to, a, like to a movie. Yeah, just like first thoughts, immediate reaction. Yeah. Um. So be sure to if you if you liked what we had to offer here, a a, a long first entry, but it's something that we care about, and it, I think we're probably going to be doing these for most of the big movies we see. Some will be shorter, some will be longer, depending. Um. But if you if you like what you heard here. Follow us, uh, you know, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we have three episodes in the feed right now. We have a sample, uh, a sample bite that we were we were testing our equipment and we recorded some discussions and figured eh, it's good enough. If this this will give you a sample to see if you like us or not. But if you're at the end of this third episode and nearly an hour and a half long discussion about Lightyear. Space you're, Rangers. You're, you're probably here for, for, for the long haul. Uh, our second podcast was a, a catch-up of sorts where we, we'd fallen a little bit behind on the instagram so we thought do them all right now and have discussion and, and lead that into instagram coverage and podcast coverage we talked about doctor strange multi-worth of madness we talked about top gun maverick we talked about the bob's burgers movie we talked about the nick the, cage movie the nick cage movie the unbearable weight of massive talent and we also talked about jurassic world. jurassic world dominion good good five you talked there. about jurassic i world. talked about the uh bug movie disguised as a dinosaur we movie. don't need to rehatch um so be sure to follow us on instagram follow follow the podcast uh and what we're doing next well we're going to try to do this weekly is the idea and so you know we we try to see a big movie as it comes out every week uh we're gonna have some hits and misses here and there based on sometimes we just don't want to go see the big movies that are out whether it's a big horror movie or the minions we might go see Minions. One of us might go see the Minions. I, I can go see Minions. May. I can do a solo we'll, mission. We'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. But starting next week, uh, next week the big, uh, the big release is Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, which I'm mostly excited for so that I can stop seeing the trailer for it. You know it. what? Woody's in that movie. Tom Hanks is Topical. in that movie with a, a weird prosthetic Face? going on and an interesting voice choice that he's gone with. Have you ever seen a Baz Luhrmann movie? Yeah, I, I saw the. Um, I've seen his Romeo and Juliet. I've seen uh, the Great Gatsby with uh, with Leo and Tobey Maguire, which I I really enjoyed. I think it's it, he's certainly got an interesting style and it's fast paced action, uh, interesting, just bright colors, bright sounds, songs, music, uh, all all that sort of. This jazz. will be my first. I've seen parts of the Romeo and Juliet, and I wanted to see. Gatsby, but I never did. But this will be my first like intake. He of did Moulin Rouge too, right? Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. I've but seen Moulin I, Rouge. I very much want to. You, I think you would love Moulin Rouge. Um, Maybe we'll watch that at some point. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I don't. I mean, I'm feeling positive about Austin Butler. I really wish he would stop talking like Elvis, though. Like to this day, it's very <laughs> oh, weird. Is he doing this yeah. in real life? Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's just how he talks. It's not. Because no. I've, I've seen him in stuff prior to this, and that's not how he talks. I think it was like visually, it's the right call. Yeah. Because yeah. I read a thing this week about how Harry Styles was like dying yeah, to be in right. it. And I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. So we'll see how Elvis plays out next week. Following week, maybe Minions, maybe some sort of discussion episode. Uh, where we'll 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 figure out you know what we're gonna do in these non movie weeks where we'll talk about movie news we'll talk about we'll we'll find something to talk about 
Uh, and then all that leading up to the next installment of the MCU when Thor Love and Thunder comes out July 7th. And that's the, those are the big things on the upcoming dial. Yeah. Did you enjoy yourself today? I did. Yeah. Did you enjoy being back with, with our boy Buzz? Yeah, it was fun. And now I'm, I'm going to go rewatch the Chris Evans puppy video. And go buy socks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also need socks, like regular socks. So <laughs> again, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at a dot Z underscore movie review. Follow our podcast. Give us a like. Give us a rating if you want. Give us ratings, comments, DMs. We'll read them. Yeah. You can follow. And of course, you can find our, our find us on the Internet. We're, we're everywhere. Yeah. And thank you so much for taking the time to <laughs> thank to you for, thank you for sitting this. through this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this is the first of, of a first week of a very long journey in the podcast world. And, uh, I'm Alex, I'm Zach, and and we'll see you at the movies later.